0: Hello there. Welcome to the Africa Rights Talk Podcast, a center for human rights podcast series exploring a range of human rights issues through conversations with academics, practitioners, and activists. I am your host, Victoria Amechi. Let's dive in. Good morning, Professor. Welcome to this episode of Africa Rights Talk. How are you doing this morning?
1: I'm all right, thank you.
0: I'm here with the Deputy Dean of the Faculty of Law, University of Victoria. Please, Professor, please introduce yourself.
1: Okay, my name is Charles Maimena. I'm the Deputy Dean of the Faculty of Law. I've been in this role for over uh, close to three years now, and i going strong by the day and also as the deputy dean my aim is to oversee teaching and learning in the faculty and also to assist the dean with the realization of the strategic objective of the faculty aligned to that of the broader university and i'm part and parcel of the management team of faculty uh, which comprises of hod's of various departments uh, directors also the director for the center of, of human rights is also part of the management team of the of the faculty interesting
0: that's great there was a book launch last month can you talk about this book and get some insights into this book
1: we launched a book launch which was a collection of our experiences in terms of teaching and learning in the faculty during the COVID-19 as we are preparing or we are post the COVID-19 pandemic it was a form of a reflection on how best we can use technological innovations in our teaching pedagogy and approaches. It was a collaborative effort with staff members in the faculty, as well as staff members outside the faculty, including the University of Brazil, Natal, uh, University of uh, Johannesburg, University of the Free State. So it was a collaborative effort, but also that book itself affirmed our position as a faculty, as a, one of the leading law faculties in the country, as well as in the continent, and also affirmed our commitment that we are uh, responding to the changing needs of society, and in particular, looking at FOIDA.
0: The university has maintained, the faculty has maintained the position for years. Uh, Six years
1: in a row now, we are number one in the country and number one in the continent. That's,
0: that's a very good uh, accolade for the university. Yeah. We invited you over to this podcast to express your reflections on Youth Day because we see the youthfulness of, of the way you work and the way you commit to the, to, the, to the purpose and the goals of the, the institution. Um, I want to ask you, what is the significance of Youth Day celebration in South Africa?
1: Uh, Youth Day is a very important event for the South African history as well as the broader continent where young people in 1976 in particular were also against the unjust education system of the apartheid era where the youth affirmed their position. So Youth Day in the South African context is a very important event in the calendar and, and moral fabric of the of the country. So, it's in, and also it was when the youth stood. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, a, one would describe it as Goliath and David, mm-hmm. where the youth stood for equal education and as well as unfair uh, discrimination among other things which were dominating during the apartheid era. So in a nutshell, a Youth Day is an important um, remembrance uh, and commemorative day for the South African context.
0: Interesting. Culturally and historically, how are students, people of South Africa celebrated this day? Like, they go out in, into the society, you know, fight for more quality, or more equality, or more in education. Like, what is, what is the culture of celebration?
1: It varies. Also, you would see more focus in uh, in Soweto where the uprising took place in 1976. A lot of people would would go there to just uh, relieve what transpired on that particular day. But different communities celebrated differently. Where youth have symposiums, where youth have uh, dialogue sessions, where youth participate in a number of cultural events, sports activities. Uh, educational activities among other things to really celebrate uh, this uh, significance of youth day but also hence you can celebrate youth uh, day and their contribution only on the 16th of June and hence uh, June is uh, considered as youth month in order to capture the essence of youth uh, and also for the youth to also reflect on their contribution in the state of affairs of the
0: country So you're saying that um, the way we celebrate youth day should not be focused on just the history the of it, but also like the accomplishments and the future of our youth. How do you think to, in today's world, because of the youth uprising was about fight for quality of education, fight for equality. How do you think uh, the youth, if you look at back and what's happening now, how do you think the youth have overcome these challenges and these fights and these um, disparities in inequality when it comes to education and quality education? Are there still sort these of challenges here?
1: There are still a lot of challenges in Patula, the youth being unable to access education, among other things, due to social communication background and challenges. NAFSA's also the funding more funding stream of young people is now starting to dwindle by the day because they are unable to cover the wide scope of the needs of students. High unemployment rates is also a great concern in the the country. The youth is currently unemployed, even those who have graduated, to show that we're still having a crisis. So youth day should be seen now in as much as we would look, relook at the history as a foundation of the youth of '76 and their contribution in the broader struggle of youth uh, emancipation. It's important that the youth of 2023 to the future needs to address the current social ills and link it with the historical foundation which was laid by the 1976 group. So the struggle of youth varies in terms of time varies in terms of context varies in terms of the needs which are the changing needs of society so it's important that the youth of 223 is in a position to understand its context and to me is the challenge of accessing higher education quality higher education and also for us to be able to access better work opportunities because a great deal of our youth are still unemployed.
0: That the next question. How do you think the government people that that work in the public interest uh, institutions can work together to kind of like overcome the challenges? How do we work around those challenges and kind of like emancipate the youth and also like help them to secure a future that's that's bright?
1: Great investment in youth education, great investment in particular into the university system itself collaboration between universities and the private sector in order to open up the the universities for more youth to have access to to, to higher education, Mm -hmm. also encourage entrepreneurship, more opening of various um, careers which youth... We find they are not so well vested in to ensure that we are able to contribute significantly to the economy of, uh, of South Africa as, and that of the continent because the more exposure to the various fields and niche areas the better to enable youth to be able to seek those opportunities, encourage entrepreneurship, encourage also business to also come on board in also in collaboration. So it shouldn't be a government uh, initiative only, but it should be a collaborative effort between civil society, government, higher education institutions, and the broader uh, community. But most importantly, also, uh, business must also play a, a leading role to enable youth to, to be given the, the opportunities which they really uh, deserve. But most importantly also to give youth an opportunity to participate in these strategic roles and these uh, strategic position. Uh, the fact that the person is young, it doesn't mean they shouldn't be entrusted with huge responsibilities. As long as they, have, they are qualified and have the necessary competencies to fulfill that particular role, I think that also should be an opportunity to tap into the capabilities of youth. And also, there should not be the stigma of a youth being uh, young for them to be afforded uh, higher positions. For example, the position which I currently hold now, it's also affirmation that the youth can be able to excel in their respective portfolios yeah. when afforded the opportunity.
0: That was basically the reason behind me choosing you to come on the podcast because of, I'm very inspired by you like as a, as a young man who has assumed this very big position, one of the first black men to ever assume deputy dean position at a very historically white institution. Um, thank you for the inspirational <laughs> message you're giving to the youth. And also one last thing I want to ask, what are your concluding remarks words of uh, no hope for the youth as they celebrate each uh, day?
1: My message to the youth, to my peers out there, is there is hope. There is, uh, we are the hope, we are the future mm-hmm. of the country. We need to continue to brighten the corners we find ourselves on a daily basis. We need to ensure that in our engagements, in our work, in our studies, we give it our all in order to emancipate the youth that is coming uh, after us, because the ones who were before us have already laid the foundation and it's upon us. To take that foundation up in order to ensure that the social ills and the position of youth, uh, unemployment, uh, youth being unable to access higher education, among other things, mm-hmm. is something which uh, the pre- the next generation should not uh, really experience. So it's upon us not to look inward but outward in ensuring that we are to emancipate the people of South Africa and also the people of Africa, because the rise of Africa rests with the youth. That's a great message.
0: Um, Thank you for joining this podcast. I hope in the future we can have you again. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you, Varus.
0: Thank you. You have just listened to the Africa Rides Talk podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Do not forget to subscribe to our YouTube channels, social media platforms such as Twitter and Instagram. Thank you for listening.